0: Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari
2: Of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... 90 Dollar.
0: Leave the gun. Take the cannoli.
3: Quiet,
1: numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, trivia contests, movie reviews, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio comedy on the Fred Allen Show with special guest being Crosby. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, a woman who often reminds me that light travels faster than sound, and that's why I appear bright. Until I speak. Lisa Wolf. Hey, Lisa, what's going on? You got
4: that one right, Carl. So you said to yourself, you didn't even need a prompt from me.
1: No, I know. You know, I just thought I'd start out saying how dumb I am and how smart you are so that we would have a great show. Well,
4: thank There'd you. There'd be no Carl. arguing then. That's right. There's nothing to no argue bickering. about. bickering. Let's do, th- I, don't Don and Blanche Bickerson. Through- I don't think we can get through, I don't think we could get through one segment without a bicker. Sorry. Yeah,
1: no, I know. But we well, we'll try. It's nice to see you, Lisa. Well, thank
4: you. It's nice to see you as seems well. seems like
1: I saw you about a week ago.
4: It seems like about a minute or two ago. Yeah, uh, well. These weeks go by fast. They
1: do. So what's happening in Hollywood?
4: Well, I thought I would tell a little bit about some new TV shows that you could be excited about, all of which are premiering this fall.
1: Supergirl. That's the one I'm. I'm waiting to see Supergirl. Right. Well,
4: that's not one of them that I chose personally. Well, of personally. course it's not
1: because you and I are 180 <laughs> degrees different.
4: But I will tell you about some other ones. Would you like to tell me about Supergirl? Because I, I don't would know. love to hear.
1: it. I just know it's starting.
4: Yes, and
1: when? Uh, I like and super what network. I like anything super related. And you like uh, super
4: plus, things, and you like she's girls. The,
1: uh, she's the. Uh, she's definitely um, a pretty girl. On the show, that's for sure. You're like, tell us? Who, I'll watch any show with pretty women on it. Who
4: the pretty girl is on Supergirl? I don't know. Super girl? I
1: really don't know. But so you're
4: not really prepared for this segment, no, then, are you?
1: No, I didn't do right, any so preparation me, at all for this. Uh,
4: okay, I can see that. So maybe I could help you. Okay. Okay. Instead, <laughs> Not that Supergirl is a bad show. Let's start with Limitless. That's my one Limitless, of my picks for the okay. fall. This is starring Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro. You've heard of those actors?
1: They're on a TV show? Yes, they, they are. are. Wow. Yes, they
4: are. It's premiering September 22nd. What network? CBS. Wow. That's because I did my homework. Let's just be clear here.
1: Very cool. And
4: like the film... Mm-hmm. This is based on a 2001 book called The Dark Fields. Okay. I don't know if you saw the film.
1: Yeah, it's like he takes a sort of a drug or yeah, something like that. Yeah, this mysterious
4: drug is called NZT. And, he and,
1: and he's smarter than any bond or something See, like that? See,
4: now that's my secret. It is not smarter than out. you, no, no. Lisa. It's a brain-boosting, powerful drug, right. and it's a mystery, blah, blah, blah. And so he gets coerced by the FBI into using... His extraordinary cognitive abilities to help solve complex cases. Okay. So Bradley Cooper is going to reprise his role from the film. Yeah. And he's a a senator, a presidential hopeful, and a regular user of this NZT. So all right,
1: so here's my vote for good. it. I don't you, really know.
4: You're not interested in not watching at all. that? Mysterious.
1: No. Sorry. Boosting well, it's two power? guys are the leads, so no. But go ahead. What's oh, next?
4: Oh, wow. okay. All right, let's go to the next one.
1: If this you said it was uh,
4: Supergirl, if you
1: said it was Penelope uh, uh, Cruz right. is one of the leads, mm-hmm. and and um, you know Heather Locklear or something, I'd probably watch it.
4: Again, you're just showing us how shallow you are.
1: Shallow hell, Carl. Okay,
4: shallow hell. Uh, the next show is called Angel from Hell. This stars right. Jane Lynch. Okay, Does I, like that Jane, help you? Yeah, I
1: like Jane Lynch. Okay, She's I really do good, too. She's talented. really good.
4: Very talented. Premieres... Loved
1: her in 40-Year-Old Virgin.
4: Yes, yes, she's really something. Um, this premieres November 5th on CBS. Right. And now Jane Lynch says, I love what a mess she is. As she plays a, a woman on here who claims to be the guardian angel of someone else. Uh-huh. Okay? But she's not a typical guardian angel. She is an alcoholic, and she lives in her car, and she's got a real edgy humor the way Jane Lynch does. You know, she's right. got that kind of... Yeah. um Real edge to her, real tense, a real sarcastic right. humor, and she has this as well. So she meets this woman who is this neurotic doctor and claims to be her guardian angel. Yeah. Um, whether she is or not, we don't really know yet for sure. Of course, I'm only able to watch, you know, some of the previews mm-hmm. um, and the trailers, but they form this unlikely relationship, right. and um, it, it looks pretty terrific. So the most
1: important thing is it's two female leads, right? It is. All right, so that's good. So it's yeah. good, and the Go. cr-
4: and here's another plus yes. for you. The creator of this show says he, he was inspired by supernatural classics like I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, I
1: love I Dream of winner, Jeannie. A winner.
4: And yeah. Bewitched. Yeah. Another winner.
1: Right. I still can't get Barbara Eden's belly button out of my mind. It's um, there at all times. I can't remove it know, from my brain. You know,
4: I am a girl, and I, I'm kind of taken by Barbara Eden as well. Yeah. So, okay. Well, know, you know, there she you appeals
1: go. to uh, everyone, she's, I guess.
4: <laughs> she's quite appealing. And what? Okay. she
1: still looks absolutely gorgeous
4: she is gorgeous yeah and, and what a role that was for her <laughs> that was like
1: 50 years ago i
4: think was it I yeah mean, we grew up with gosh, that our that's age is showing scary. Whoa.
1: 50 years ago
4: oh gosh okay Man. And the next one we her have belly button
1: still looks good
4: okay well i'm going to tell you the next one um you may not want to see but i think it sounds fantastic uh-huh it stars rob lowe and fred savage together two men Oh, you're so okay. shallow. Yeah. Okay, this premieres September 29th on Fox.
1: Right, although I like both those guys. So do I. I really like Rob Lowe a lot. I think right. he's really funny.
4: And, now, I and Fred don't think Savage, I've Wonder seen... Years, I yes. like him. I was going to say, I don't think I've seen Fred Savage but since the Wonder since Years. since they're two men. Oh, Carl, listen, he still looks like that little boy on the Wonder Years. Yeah. I'm looking at him and going... He still sort of looks like he's 11. He just has right. that little boyish face with the curly
1: sure. hair. And yeah. Sure, yeah. And what's Anyhow, this uh, about so that Rob I won't be watching? So
4: plays this pompous TV actor yeah. in the show. Yeah. He's an actor. He returns home to Idaho after this legal drama that <sighs> he starred in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, there's no reason Sounds to continue. Sounds exciting. All right. All right. Well, you know. Anything right. else? Yes, I've got more. All right. That's a good one, though. I'll give you the, one more. Uh, girls. Okay, this is called Life in Pieces. Uh huh. Okay. Stars Diane Weist and James Brolin. Uh-huh. Okay, it's a family comedy. premier September twenty first.
1: I don't have a sound effect CBS. for one man and Wait one woman. Wait a second,
4: and. Hey, I
1: maybe mean, how about Colin, this?
4: Oh come on. No, that's Colin not gonna Hanks. work. Tom Hanks is. I like is Colin
1: in Hanks. Okay, He's so good. we're good now. Well. I guess.
4: Okay. And what's so, it about? Well, it sounds a little bit to me like parenthood. Do
1: mm-hmm. you remember?
4: Now that was one of my favorite shows. I'm a yeah. softie. I know. Right. Yeah. So it chronicles the life of this extended family. That's where I get the parenthood thing, mm-hmm. but it's told from a different point of view from each character based on their own version of events. Uh huh. Are you sleeping? I'm not a,
1: I have one eye open still. Oh, it doesn't Carl. sound that interesting. Sorry. I could come up with you, much you know, better television shows than that. Here's
4: the thing. I'm they talking should about hire
1: these... me to create television shows for... I'm talking for... about
4: these great, exciting shows, and if it yeah. stars men, you're like...
1: So anyway, you know what's up next after the break?
4: I sure do. The
1: Fred Allen Show. Now All right. that's good. Now
4: that is good, but it stars Fred Allen.
1: Yes, it does, but okay. it also has Portland Hoff on and it. And it's
4: got Bing Crosby.
1: That's true. All right. So stick around for that. Thanks, Lisa. We'll Thanks, be right Carl. back. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's
0: the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time.
1: Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly.
5: What day is this? Oh, no, let me see.
1: and receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com.
0: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest.
1: Born John Florence Sullivan on May 31st, 1894, Fred Allen began his career in vaudeville before becoming one of radio's most acerbic and admired wits. Allen and his wife, former chorus girl Portland Hoffa, began their radio careers October 23, 1932, starring on the Linnet Bath Club Review. By 1934, Allen was starring on Town Hall Tonight, a one-hour show that featured Allen examining current events and interviewing unusual guests. It was here that Allen began a long-running radio feud in 1937 when he made a series of jokes about fellow comedian Jack Benny. Allen's uh, best remembered radio sketch was Allen's Alley, a weekly segment in which he would discuss issues of the day with ex- uh, eccentric characters, including blustery Senator Claghorn, Brooklyn housewife Mrs. Nushbaum, and stoic New Englander Titus Moody. To keep up on current events, Allen was known to read up to nine newspapers a day and often spent 12 to 14 hours a day writing and rewriting his scripts. Poor health fo- uh, forced Allen off the year in 1944. But he returned in the fall of 1945 with the Fred Allen Show, which lasted until 1949. He landed a two-year stint as a panelist on CBS's quiz show, What's My Line?, from 1954 until his death in 1956. Well, Lisa, are you ready for the Fred Allen Show?
4: I'm ready.
1: You're ready, as they say? Are you sure? I am so sure. Did you buckle your seatbelt? I'm holding on. All right, buckle up. This is from May twenty third, nineteen forty eight. Fred Allen stars uh, with his special guest being Crosby. It's sponsored by Ford, as heard on NBC. Let's tune into part one now of the Fred Allen Show.
3: The Ford Dealers of America present the Fred Allen Show. The Fred Allen Show with Fred's guest Bing Crosby, Minerva Pius, Peter Donald, Parker Fenley, the DeMarco Sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And this is Kenny Delmar speaking for your friendly Ford Dealer. If you've been in Detroit lately, you know everyone saying, Watch Ford. Perhaps you've been trying to pump your Ford dealer to get some inside advance information. Well, your Ford dealer can begin to give you a few facts about the car, but he says, wait till you see it. After all, the brand new 49 Ford will soon be here. Soon you can see for yourself the car with the look of the year, the ride of the year. In fact, it's the car of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last day of National Air Mail Week. And paying a tribute to National Air Mail Week, we bring you a male who shouldn't be on the air. He's Fred Allen. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny, I hope you observed National Air Mail Week. Yes, I was high all week. Uh, I had better jokes than that before the show, and nothing happened. No kidding. And they said, <laughs> they said you, <laughs> they said you were uh, uh, you were high all week, and they said that you would never get you off the ground. Well, you did. You show them, Kenny. Yeah, well, did you celebrate National Air Week, Frank? Yes, Kenny. All week I smoked wings. You know, people today don't appreciate our airmail service, Kenny Do you realize how many people it takes Truck drivers, messengers on motorcycles Pilots on planes, and postmen on foot To get an airmail letter from here to California It sure is some operation Yes, it is, Kenny Where else can you get that much action for practically nothing? Only out of Wallace, Raleigh (laughs) <laughs> right you are say kenny i forgot did you know that this uh, this week we are also starting national foot week say national foot week reminds me reminds you yeah feet remind me of dogs and dogs remind me of Frankfurters. so if the bakers go on strike this week the baseball parks will have no rolls to go with their hot dogs no rolls no rolls kenny with the new ford coming out who's worried about the rolls I'm sorry, Fred. I can't laugh at that joke. Well, nothing to be embarrassed about. You aren't the only one, Kenny. Are you, uh, you want to give it some thought? Are you sure? Positive. Kenny, it so happens this weekend the Ford dealers are having their convention here in New York. They are here to see for the first time, to see for the first time the new Ford car. Kenny, tonight, every man in our audience is a Ford dealer, and the Ford dealers... As you may have heard, are our sponsors. Fred, what was that joke again? With the new Ford coming out, who's worried about the road?
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Kenny, you're... Uh... <laughs> Kenny, you are in the bag for next year. Uh... Tell me what, now it's my time to worry. What? The, what <laughs> else...
6: <laughs> What
3: else? Or what else is new? Well, some lady in Washington is campaigning to have women's faces put on paper money. Say, why should women have their faces on money? They've got their hands on most of the money now. <laughs> And speaking of money, did you hear? Uh, did you hear Jack Benny's program tonight? Yeah, Jack wasn't on his program last week. I know. You know, I thought the show was much stronger last Sunday than tonight. <laughs> Robert Taylor took Jack's place. Well, that shows you with that program, Kenny. Anybody can take Jack Benny's place—a tailor, a shoemaker, a street cleaner, <laughs> a, a barbecue pit operator. <laughs> what <Well, yeah. laughs> What the, what are you, what are you, what are you laughing at? Well, With the new Ford coming out, who's worried about the role? Oh, now, wait, wait,
6: wait, Kenny.
3: Kenny, before you start overdoing it, I think I had better leave here and get going in the general direction of Allen's Alley. Well, what is your question tonight, Fred? Well, this past week, the United Parents Committee urged parents to listen to the radio with their children. And to set aside definite periods for family listening. And so our question is, what are you doing about your radio listening? Shall we go? As the two snowballs said when they started rolling downhill, who's going to stop us? (laughs) Ah, it's a wonderful night in Allen's Alley, Kenny. Say, there are some planks missing from the Claghorn front steps. Look. The senator must be putting his platform together. Oh, well, let's, uh, let's knock. Somebody, I say somebody's belaboring McClavage. Oh, it's you, son. Yes, Senator. Accelerate, son. I'm busier than the jockey's
0: whip on a long shot coming down the stretch.
3: You, uh... I just got back morrigan. I went out to hear that stassen doing debate. Well, how did, <laughs> how did the debate come out, Senator? Well, as the new bride said, when she broke the egg in the coffee grounds, she didn't settle nothing. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah. Say people say Stassen's ideas will drive the communists underground. That's a lot of gobbledygook. Uh,
3: Gobbledygook? Son, today you can't go underground unless you see one man. Harold Stassen. John L. Lewis. Well, tell me, what uh, What about uh, Mr. Dewey?
0: Dewey says keep the communists out in the open. So? With the communists out in the open, you can't tell them from everybody else. You, uh... Yeah, with the housing shortage, everybody's out
3: in the open. Well, Senator, where do you think the communists should go? Don't tempt me,
0: son. I'm on the air. (laughs) But, uh... uh... If you, uh...
3: See me but... after the program.
0: <laughs> you, uh. The place I got in mind will melt that iron curtain. But, uh, look. Six semper non sequito nox
3: What is that? It's Latin. Well, I know, I know it's Latin, but what does it mean?
0: Go ask your druggist, son. <laughs>
3: Our question tonight is about radio listening. What program do you listen to? Well, son, there's only one way they can get me to listen to the radio. How? Oh. They get all the Republicans together and put them, all those Republicans, on one program. All the Republicans? Well, what would you call the program? People are funny. So long,
6: son. So long, Eddie. So, long, so long,
3: long. That is. Well, the senator's got something. Now let's, uh, let's see how Mr. Moody uh, feels about it.
2: Hurry, Bob. <laughs>
3: well, tell me, <laughs> tell me, Mister Moody, what about your uh, your radio listening?
2: Why, I used to keep a radio in the barn. Yeah. I'd turn it on while I was doing my chores.
3: Well, what was your favorite program?
2: The Grand Old Opry.
3: You uh, you like the Grand Old Opry, eh? Yeah.
2: One minute I was laughing, next minute I was crying. Yeah. Then I was laughing and crying together.
3: Your uh, your emotions alternated.
2: I was laughing and crying together. Uh-huh. Well, that's what I was When Red Foley would sing this bale, a new alfalfa I cut from mother's grave, I'd bend over the milk pail and start crying, fit to bust.
3: Well, I can, I can see how you'd be affected.
2: Yeah, and then Rod Brasfield, the fellow from Hole in the Wall, Tennessee... Yes? He'd start cutting didos, and I'd be rolling in the hay, tittering and laughing like a loom. Oh, good, you boy, and then, then red foliage sing. I rapped on the hearse, Granny darling. <laughs> but Granny, you didn't look out, and then I'd start blubbering again. Uh, well, tell me, are you still listening to Grand Old Opry? No, no, radio's broke. What? Uh, what happened? Well, one of my hands is nearsighted. Nearsighted? One night after I turned off Grand Old Opry, yes. This hen, she crawled inside the radio. Uh-huh. She backed into something that felt round. One of the tubes, eh? Yeah, it still warm. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the hen being near sighted, she thought she'd laid an egg. Oh, uh-huh. yes. She backed up and she sat on it. You mean that hen? She sat on that tube until she hatched it. Your hen hatched a radio tube? or well, what came out? A big chicken that's the spitting image of Mary Margaret McBride. So long <laughs>
3: That's silly. Mary Margaret's no chicken,
1: anyone would know. All righty, let's take a break from the Fred Allen Show, going back to May twenty third, 1948, starring Fred Allen with uh, all of his gang, plus special guest Bing Crosby will be joining them in just a few minutes. So we'll get back to the Fred Allen Show here on Hollywood 360. Uh, Yeah. Three four hours from now, I think we'll we'll go back to it. What do you think, Lisa? Yeah, whatever that you works, say, right? Carl. It's up to you. Uh, no, we will get back to that in a few minutes. Um, but uh, let's talk about the man of the hour.
4: Yes, it's Tommy Lee Jones, born September fifteenth, nineteen forty six.
1: Tommy Lee Jones, quite the actor. So
4: he is older than you are, Carl. So, I was. So
1: uh, I'm gonna just you know a name drop a little bit. <laughs> I was in a movie with Tommy Lee Jones once. Were you yeah. a tree? No, I played. Uh, it was the movie The Package, and I was in that movie. They were fact, the package. My mom, who was listening to this show, she went with me to the show. We saw it in the show when it came out because I was in the movie with Gene Hackman and Tommy Lee Jones, and uh, there was my big uh, scene there. So with, what did you do? Uh, not much. I didn't. It was think pretty so. quick. If you blink, you miss <laughs> me. There you go. <laughs> but I am in the in the package. All right, here's a movie clip. From uh, 1980, this stars uh, Tommy Lee Jones. He's one of the stars of it. 1980, biography, drama, musical film.
0: Yeah, I remember you used to pay me a nickel every jug of soul. How'd you like to come back to work, mate? Not for no nickel a jug.
1: All right, if you know what movie that is, give us a call. Toll free 360 h 360 Phone lines are open. Call right now. Win some fabulous prizes.
3: Yeah, I remember you used to pay me a nickel every jug of soul. How'd you like to come back to work, mate? Not
4: for no nickel a jug.
1: That's what Lisa pays me to co-host the show with her—a nickel a show. Uh, hey, you so, got what you deserve. You know, I'm, uh, I can retire early. <laughs> right, give us a call toll free eight five five three sixty h three sixty. We'll be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360
0: with Carl Amari, brought to you by Reader's Digest.
1: Thank you, Adam West. And Adam West is the man of the show next week, Lisa, because it's his birthday. I'm excited to celebrate Adam West. That's right. Next week, Adam West is the subject of the show, and we're going to do beat the host all about Adam West. We have clips of villains from the Batman TV series. We're going to play clips. You have to identify who the villain is. The real person and the villain, and, and you win prizes. You know,
4: I'm hoping we can uh, contact him, and maybe he would even call in, and we can sing to him.
1: Maybe. Maybe. You I mean, never I would actually know. sing if You Adam never. West called in. You know, you never know. Oh, that's right. Um, if we let's pray about it. <laughs> it's just we'll pray. We'll just pray about it, and you know, and think hard on it. You know, wishful thinking. It sometimes happens. Yes, sir. Yes, it's his birthday next week. Okie doke. Next week, the 19th. September 19th, 1928, he was born. Oh. Yeah, my favorite Batman of all Batmans. Well, There's nobody I, I, that's Batman other than Adam. In my opinion, Adam West was Batman. Man.
4: Yep, he's the one. But
1: uh, he's uh, much more than Batman. Oh, he does a yes. lot of different things. We love him. He's our uh, announcer here, and we're very, very uh, grateful and blessed that he works with us on the show. Yes. And we get to work with him. So, And he's done Twilight Zones for me. He's just the nicest man. And so, happy birthday next we will week,
4: celebrate Adam with him. West.
1: All right, so here's a clip uh, that Tommy Lee Jones, a movie clip with Tommy Lee Jones. Tell us what movie this is from 1980.
0: I remember used to pay me a nickel every jug of so. How'd you like to come back to work,
6: mate? My- not for
1: no nickel a jug. No way, uh, cheapo, Lisa. Nickel a <laughs> yeah, jug. You are Lisa. such a cheapo. Me. Gosh, Almighty. All if right.
4: I made a nickel a week here, I'd yeah, be happy.
1: You make more than a nickel a week, <laughs> not, and you know that much. it's seven cents. <laughs>
4: seven cents.
1: Dave from Lyle knows the answer. Hi, Dave. How are you? Hi, Carl and
0: Lisa. How are
1: you? Uh we're doing hey, Dave. good. Uh, Dave, she's giving me a hard time already. We just started the show. She's already giving me a hard time. It's the cool air. Dave,
4: tell him it's the other way around, would you please?
1: Yeah. <laughs> She's complaining that I pay her seven cents a seven show. Seven and a
4: half cents. You know
1: what? I can't afford minimum wage. She keeps bugging me for minimum wage. <laughs> and well, I
4: it's all those great
3: prizes you give out to them. Uh, that's that's right. right.
1: That's right. We spend all the money on the prizes because our listeners are, are very valuable to us, including you, Dave. What uh, you. What movie is this?
0: That is Tommy Lee Jones as Doolittle Dooley Lynn in Coal Miner's Daughter.
1: Wow, you have some extra credit going on there, buddy. All we needed was Coal Miner's Daughter. You know your stuff.
4: Isn't Coal it, mine moonshiner moving on down the line.
1: That's right. It's that's Little, right.
4: Isn't it Doolittle Mooney Lynn?
1: I don't know. I, I I'll go with Dave. No, no, no. <laughs> I go with the, Dave.
6: The, the actor he's talking to there, whose name escapes me, is a great character.
1: Oh, yeah, actor. was Larry yeah.
6: Daryl and Daryl, and he was in Deadwood. He always was yeah. kind of a sleazy little
1: yes. neck guy. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name, though. But you're a winner, Dave. Way to Thank go, you. buddy. All right. Thank uh, you so much. We appreciate you. Uh, Dave knew it, Lisa Wolf. He sure did. He lives in Lyle. My sister, uh, Angela, lives in Lyle.
4: Well, maybe, so maybe they,
1: they know can each uh, other. meet up. <laughs> Dave, if you know my sister, she lives out in Lyle. Um, anyway, so here's a little trivia. Sissy Spacek starred in this movie along with Tommy Lee Jones, and Sissy Spacek as Loretta Lynn and Beverly D'Angelo as Patsy Cline did all of their own singing in this movie. Did you know that, Lisa? I, I did. They're singers. Oh. I can never impress Lisa. She's always just like, yeah, I knew that. Well, you got to come up with something yeah. better than She's that. She's like, yeah, so? Yeah, whatever. So what? whatever, dude. I knew that. All right, let's get back to the Fred Allen show. Let's try this next door.
5: Howdy, Jeffy. Oh, Mrs.
3: Hussbaum. Tell me, do you listen to the radio?
5: Not lately. Confidentially, from Mrs. Bloomberg, I'm learning my own lesson.
3: What happened? What happened to Mrs. Bloomberg?
5: Well, is Mrs. Bloomberg is going to quiz
3: programs. Oh, quiz programs, huh?
5: On a program, taking it or we will giving it to you. <laughs> For barking like a dog while blindfolded. Yes. Mrs. Bloomberg is winning a refrigerator, also a motorboat autographed by Guy Lombardo. Okay.
3: <laughs> Mrs., uh, Mrs. Bloomberg was lucky.
5: On truth and subsequences... <laughs> For dancing the big apple with a wildcat. Yes. Yeah. is winning a sleeping bag, also a guaranteed moose call. Oh, seven. And on Cover Girl for a day, she is winning 200 manhole covers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mrs. Bloomberg had a streak.
5: Oh, on morons are suddenly millionaires. Yeah. For eating an antipasto with chopsticks yeah. while sitting in two pounds yes. Yeah. also simultaneously singing Nature Boy, yeah. she is winning a diesel locomotive with two miles of track. Yeah.
6: She
3: is going places, Mrs. Bloomberg. Radio, I must say, has been good to
5: Mrs. B. Also, it is her undoing.
3: Undoing? Where is Mrs. Bloomberg today?
5: She is living wearing a Mandarin coat in Japan.
3: In Japan?
5: (laughs) Well, last year on a program, everybody is going on a vacation. Yes. Mrs. Bloomberg is winning a ticket to Tokyo, first class.
3: Why can't Mrs. Bloomberg get back from Japan?
5: The ticket is only one way. Oh, I see. (laughs) One more call and we can
3: leave the alley. I wonder if Mr. Cassidy is around.
2: Here, I out you
6: Well, Mr. Cassidy,
0: Mr. Cassidy, how are you tonight? Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, what's wrong? i got Alaskan indigestion. Alaskan indigestion? I've been eating too much of that frozen food. Frozen food? For two days I've been coughing up snow. Golly. <laughs> Look at the front of me suit. Say, what's all that bite stuff? Me stomach's so cold. It's frost on me vest. Frost? If I ever get gas on me stomach, it'll be a blizzard, do <laughs> Well, Ajax, what about your radio listening? Well, once a week, as regular as clockwork, I turn on the radio. What programs do you tune in? Only one program, me boy, the University of Chicago Roundtable.
3: Well, how come, Ajax, you listen uh, to an intellectual show like the University of Chicago Roundtable?
0: I happen to be a charter member of the Third Avenue Guild for the Preservation of Culture and Genteel Tipling. Culture and
3: genteel tippling? Once
0: a week, the guild meets in the back room at Kerrigan's cozy corner. I see. First, the grand omnipotent pharaoh calls the roll. The roll? Then every paid-up member is served a quart of liquor and a small individual barrel of beer. I see. Then the bottles are opened, and the staffers commence their foamy function.
3: Uh-huh.
0: As glasses are set up. I lean over, do you yes. see? I turn on the radio and tune in the University of Chicago Round Table. And then the Third Avenue Guild for the Preservation of Culture and Genteel Tipping starts to carry out its lofty objectives. And and as the program goes on. We ignore it. We don't know what they're talking about.
3: <laughs> then why do you tune in the round table? Or should remind us. The round table reminds you of what?
0: To have round after round until we're under the table. Goodbye. <laughs> So now, ladies, now, ladies and gentlemen. Say, Fred. Yes, Kenny?
3: How would you like to have a big job? A big job? You mean like being vice president in charge of Shad at the Fulton Fish Market? Yeah, no, no, Fred. I'm talking about the new Ford big job, uh-huh. the most powerful truck Ford has ever built. It has a big 145-horsepower engine and a gross train weight rating of 39,000 pounds. Say, that is a big job. Yeah, and the big job is only one of over 139 great new Ford truck models, and they're all bonus built, Built extra strong to last longer. It's no wonder they're the big truck news today. Well, look, I could have used a Ford truck 30 years ago, Kenny, when I was in Vaudeville, you know, juggling and carrying my cannonballs and Indian clubs around. Fred, you ought to go back into Vaudeville. You really think so? Why? In a Ford truck's new million-dollar cab, you'd be the most comfortable juggler on the road. Yeah? All the drivers are raving about it. Kenny, why tell me about the new Ford trucks and the million-dollar cab? Vaudeville is dead. I can't use a truck today. Fred, I just want you to see the new Ford trucks. You'll go crazy about them. And if I go crazy... That'll make it unanimous. Everybody else is crazy about the new <laughs> Ford trucks. It's the hottest truck line in years. Well, I'll see what I... If this number had been finished, it would have been Tell Me a Story, played by maestro Al Goodman and 25 bookmakers who followed, who followed the maestro home from Belmont Park the opening day. And now, let's say, Kenny. Yes, Fred. Say, I just remembered. Have you a piece of paper? I have to write my weekly letter to Portland. Well, here's part of a radio script on this table. Oh, thanks. Say, this is the back page of Front Page Farrow. I, uh, <laughs> I can write on this. Well, let me see. May 23rd, the day. Dear Portland, glad you liked last Sunday's program with Gracie Fields. You are wrong. I sang the song with Gracie. It wasn't Frank Munn. This week, this week, I finished reading a new book. It's the life of Bing Crosby, and it gave me a great idea. If I could only find Bing. I heard he was in New York incognito using the name William Morrow. So last Thursday, I started out to track him down. Ah, this is the hotel, and this must be the Crosby Suite. I just saw a horse go in the other door. (laughs) See, I wonder... I wonder if Bing is in here still incognito. Well, I'll knock. Yes? Mr. William Morrow? No, my name is Bing Crosby. Well, Bing... Look, bud, if you're a song plugger or something, I do all my business through Nick Kenny, the writer of Moon Over Mother's Day. (laughs) And if it's about baseball, the Pirates have a bat boy, so just... Love, no, you're trying to get Dorothy Lemoore's telephone number, it'll cost you 15 bucks. That's what Hope charged me. Well, Bing, you you remember me. I'm uh, Fred Allen. Oh, Fred? Yes. yes. Capital A. I didn't recognize you. I didn't recognize you, yes. Fred. You look wonderful. I do. Well, the last time I saw you, you looked like a medical student's homework.
6: <laughs>
3: well, I'll tell you why I'm here, Bing. I just finished reading that new book about your life. Oh, how does the uh, story finish? How do I end up? You haven't read the book? Oh, I've been too busy. I've been out hustling it. Bing, you mean Oh, the not show? only me. I've got Dexie and the kids. They're out peddling the book door to door. No kidding? Yeah, yesterday one of my kids had a little trouble, though. What, uh, what trouble? Well, he was going from house to house. Yeah. See? And he ran into uh, Jim Farley working the same block with his book. <laughs> Was out peddling Yes, and Jim Is rough competition You see, with the Farley story Jim gives away A bottle of Coke <laughs> well, he can't Have no premiums without Bing, both. Bing You <laughs> and I uh, You and I Can take this book And make the story Of your life Make a picture of it It'll gross four million dollars Oh, no, Fred I'm, I'm too busy Too busy to make Four million dollars? Well, Fred, you can't Take it with you, you know Well, I know But when Gabriel Blows his horn, Bing You can come back And look around for it <laughs> What do you say? What do you say, no, Bing? Oh, no, Fred. I got a lot of, a lot of things to do. I, I have to be out at the ballpark every day with the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know. When we have a night game, I have to hold the lantern. Oh, you hold the lantern? Yeah. Oh, Bing, why don't you forget about baseball? Forget it. Forget it. Why, this year, Pittsburgh's going to win the pennant. Pittsburgh? Yeah. What's wrong with the Dodgers? That's what the Brooklyn fans want to know. <laughs> Tell me, what do you do when you're not with the Pirates? Well, during the day, I'm generally tied up playing golf. Yeah, My nights are fraught with banquets and speaking engagements. Speaking engagements? Yes. Last night at the Philco dealers' convention, I gave a short talk entitled, You Can Have Fun with the 1201. This was for the Philco dealers. Yes. Then we had a rather spirited debate on whether the Philco television could be seen more clearly through a glass of beer or a highball. Oh, that must have been interesting. I handled the rebuttal for the highball. (laughs) Well, tell me, where where else have you spoken? Oh, I've been around. Last Tuesday, I was guest of honor at a chicken plucker's banquet in the Bronx. Oh. And Friday, I gave an exhibition at Roseland to plug my new picture, The Emperor's wall At Roseland? Yeah. Gad, Bing, you are a busy man. Oh, yes. Tonight, I may appear with Jack Egan if I can find out who he is. <laughs> who is this guy? Are you going to tell me later? <laughs> yes, I give you What's a plain touch? seal. What's on Bing, I tell huh? you, I tell you what I'll do. If well, you let me make the picture of your life, I will tell you... Who Jack Egan is, Anna Bright. Done, by right, George. How does your story go? Well, of course you're the star. That's true. The picture opens in 1925. We open in Spokane, Washington. You are 10 years old. The first scene is the living room of the Crosby home. Yes, we have no
5: bananas. We have no bananas. Oh, B. Yes, Ma? Is that you singing again? It's no song, Ma. Yes, we have no bananas. Singing. You're always singing. Why aren't you ambitious like your brothers? But, Ma... Look at your brother Larry, up at four o'clock every morning with his paper route. Yes, Ma. And brother Bob, the only boy with Western Union who owns his own bicycle. <laughs> yes, Ma. And little Everett working at the A&P. Why, every week, Everett brings home $3 and all the groceries he can carry. (laughs) uh, You and your father are the only ones in the whole family not working. Uh, Gad, Bing, what a scene.
3: You like this? That voice you had as a little boy. Tell me, when did your voice change? Today, Phil Spitalny made me an offer. (laughs) Was I wasn't discouraged, though, Fred. I packed my bag, borrowed Brother Bob's bicycle, and I left Spokane for New York. Well, how how old were you? By the time I arrived in New York, I was 20. Great. When did you get your first break? Well, one day I went to my agent's office. Yeah.
0: Hello, Rosie. Oh, it's you again, Crosby. Any bookings for me today, Rosie? Look, Crosby, I only book talents. You ain't got none. Now pick up your rhinestone megaphone and skidoo
3: (laughs) Ah, but Rosie, with the megaphone I can be another
0: Rudy Valley. Who needs another Rudy (laughs) Valley? How's it gonna look 20 years from now with two Rudy Valleys out of (laughs) work? Ah, but Rosie, I even had my eyes slanted Rosie, Rosie,
3: you gotta help us out Yeah, what's up, Al? The rhythm boys are in trouble, Rosie You hocked your tuxedos? No, 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 our baritone's sick the doctor says it may be malnutrition.
0: Malnutrition? If that's an epidemic, I'm getting vaccinated.
6: <laughs>
3: Rosie, you've
0: got to get us a baritone. Wait,
3: wait. What about me, fellas? I can sing baritone. Well, who are you? What's your name, kid? Uh, Bing Crosby. Bing, my name's Al Rinker. This is Harry Barris. Well, I'm glad to know you fellas, well. <laughs> Will be a high spot In the picture Well I guess so The day I joined The Rhythm Boys I was on my way Well what happened next Opportunity knocked With a sledgehammer Opportunity? A man named Hooper Invented the radio Oh say I remember Hooper In the early days Hooper was calling people up To see what they were Listening to And they were listening To each other Well Hooper fixed that He invented the radio Yes sir <laughs> And when Hooper Turned around There I was With Ma Perkins <laughs> Great, we'll have a close-up of your first sponsor looking out of a cheese. Great. Next, we'll show, we'll show, you know how they do in pictures, show the wheels of a Greyhound bus spinning. You're on your way to Hollywood. Oh, this is great. Yes, this will be revolutionary. What, to, <laughs> tell me, Bing, why did you go to Hollywood? Well, I needed the money. I had a family to support. A wife and children? My brothers. <laughs> your brothers? I thought they were the ambitious ones. Things have been going against the boys, Fred. Oh. Larry lost his paper route. And Bob? Western Union had started those singing telegrams that let Bob out. Oh, naturally. <laughs> the only one working was Everett. He was still with the ANP? and p And doing rather well. <laughs> Everett was bigger. He could carry more home, you see. see. I've got it. An inspiration. Forget the family angle. The next scene is the Paramount Studio. You're going into pictures.
2: Sounds
3: great. Cecil B. DeMille is directing Barry Fitzgerald in The Road to Dublin. As the scene opens, Cecil is introducing you to Barry Fitzgerald. Barry, this is the stunt man for your picture, Bing Crosby. I'm glad to know you, Mr. Fitzgerald. I'm the star of the picture. Frankly, I'm disappointed.
0: Disappointed in me, Mr. Fitzgerald? Yes, they promised me Buster (laughs) Clab. Buster and I have the same initials. And the other resemblance ends. I don't think you do, Mr. Crosby. But, Mr. Fitzgerald, I can act. Well, we'll soon find out. Now, take this script. I'll give you an audition. Yes, sir. The scene is a peat bog in Ireland. You are playing me half witted son.
6: <laughs> <laughs> now
0: let me hear you read your part. Okay. Faith and Bizarre and
3: Bizarre's bad sister you be got at the back of the she lady to you and then Tosha thick him to gay and fog ball.
0: How was that? It's terrible. I can't use you in the picture at all. Why not? Well, you've got an Irish accent. You speak with a definite blow. But Mr. Fistier. No, 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 no. Where's Mr. DeMille? Close me Get me Buster the Please, Mr. If... Fischer, Before no, you go, no, no, no. before you get no.
3: Buster, give me one more chance. Maybe I can't act, but I can sing. Well, we, we, we might be able to use a song in
6: the picture. <laughs>
0: this is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.
3: WNBC FM, New York.
1: All right, that's the Fred Allen show. You're probably listening to that and saying, wow, what happened at the end there? It sounded very rushed. Fred Allen was notoriously uh, uh, famous for going long. He always went long. They were always had to, like, rush him off the air and do the NBC chimes. So that's how the Fred Allen shows usually end. I mean, I've heard a lot of them, and they almost all have that rushed ending there. That's from May 23rd, 1948. The uh, Fred Allen Show special guest, Bing Crosby, sponsored by Ford, is heard on NBC. Hope you enjoyed the Fred Allen Show. Hey, uh, we have a Facebook page for this radio show, and we would absolutely uh, adore you if you would go to it and like us. Right, Lisa Wolf?
4: I I adore the people that like
1: me, Carl. Yes, I know. And so to do that, (laughs) just uh, go on Facebook, search us, which is hollywood 360. Uh, radio. radio, Hollywood 360 <laughs> Radio, and um, please like us and post to us. Let us know what you want to hear on Hollywood 360. We'll play the shows you want to hear. Yep. And if you have any questions for us, if uh, if you want more pictures of Lisa on the website, I don't know how that's even possible. There's there's hundreds of thousands of pictures of her. She has uh, photographers uh, walking around her 24 uh, seven that are taking her picture, and we post them. It's part of her contract. Um, so if you want more pictures of Lisa, let us know that. If you want less pictures of Lisa, let us know that, too, right?
4: Right, and you know, there's always a a chance that we'll have a picture or two of Carl on there. Really? Yeah, just a few here and there. Carl's been begging me to post a picture of him with his broken hand. But I'm in the witness
1: protection program. He wants a little sympathy
4: on his hand, so if you guys want to see the picture of Carl with his broken hand, let me Uh, know. I'll post it. What are
1: you going to do? That happens. (laughs) You can break your hand here and there. Uh, Lisa actually broke it. All right, let's take a break, and then it's more here on Hollywood 360. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, it's time now to call in and play Beat the Host with us, win fabulous prizes. It's all about... Tommy Lee Jones. Look how Lisa could just finish my sentence. Isn't it's that amazing. funny?
4: I just know it's what you're really about really
1: great, Lisa. You're like, uh, <sighs> you're so on top of things. Thanks, I just Carl. love that. I oh, know. wait. I think this is uh, from uh, Lincoln, The Battle of the Hymn. <laughs> <laughs> how did you Look know? Look how smart I sound. Because you told me earlier. This is a good song. Yeah, that's why. Well,
4: listen to it. I mean. uh uh mm-hmm.
6: Uh-huh. 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 uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: All right, call toll free 855 360 H360. Phone lines are open. We need you to call now if you want to play Beat the Host. 855 360 H360. We'll be right back.